travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Welcome to Talk Travel Asia, episode 81, Tented Camps in Asia. Where one stays while traveling can make or break a trip. Sometimes a shared dorm room does a trick, while other times it's a suite with private plunge pool. As more travelers hit the road and gain experience, they often want to push the travel envelope further. And with that comes more innovative lodging experiences. Tented camps have been a mainstay on safaris in Africa for decades, but they're pretty new to the Asia tourist scene. Over the last decade, there's been an increase in tented camps throughout the region, and today we'll dive into the trend with two experts who have recently opened a tented camp in Cambodia. I'm Scott Coates from Bangkok, and as always is my trusty partner, Trevor Ranges, here in Honolulu, Hawaii. How you doing, Scott? Good, Honolulu, man. These last few episodes have killed me because I'm really jealous of you being in Hawaii. Yeah, it was a nice day today, too. Uh, spent most of it indoors, but uh, it looked nice mm -hmm. from the lanai. All right. Well, um, I realize I have stayed at a couple tented camps, and there's a real trend, especially in Southeast Asia, it seems there's a lot of up-and-coming tented camps, and we've talked a fair bit about doing an episode. So have you ever stayed at a tented camp? No, I haven't. Uh, you know, I know that the Four Seasons tented camp up in the Golden Triangle in Thailand has been there for quite a while, so... Uh, it's kind of a shame that I haven't made it up there to stay there before. Um, other than that, you know, I wasn't really too familiar uh, with any of them in the region. Though in the past year or two, they've started to pop up all over the place now. Yeah, I have been lucky enough. Uh, I inspected the Four Seasons Tented Camp. I did not stay there, but it is truly... I mean, amazing. I think it's 1500 US a night and up and the tents have incredible brass bathtubs and it's, I mean, it's out of this world. I've actually slept a couple times at a simple one called The Last Resort in Nepal. And it's along a highway that uh, brings people to and from Tibet through um, from the capital Kathmandu in Nepal. I've stayed there, very simple tents but a really cool experience. And I've also stayed at Four Rivers Floating Lodge, which, as the name suggests, are quite luxurious tents on floating platforms on the Tatai River in southwestern Cambodia. That was also a, a super cool experience. And I've not stayed at, but I've been on the property for a place called Kirimaya in Kauyai, which is next to a national park kind of two and a half hours northeast of Bangkok. And they've, they're sort of maybe one of the first kind of luxury tented camps in in Thailand but those are sort of my experience and then of course I've heard recently I know that uh, the designer Bill Bendley and I think Shintamani have a luxury one opening soon in Cambodia I think there's a property called Rosewood in Luang Prabang but it it's definitely becoming a more popular way to stay when you travel in the region yeah there's one in the Angkor area called the beige which I heard was really cool as well um, oh, yeah. yeah, so it seems like there's at least like four or five. I think there's a, a more simple one maybe up near uh, Bente Chmar, uh near the Thai border in Cambodia as well. So it seems like this is a really up-and-coming uh, hotel experience, so it's going to be really cool to have uh, some guests on today who know a bit more about it than we do. Yeah, let's bring them in. 
Our guests today are Marius Herman and John Roberts. They're no strangers to travel in Asia. John has been living and working in the region since 1999 in various countries and was a guest on Episode 4, Asian Elephants, and Episode 43, Adventure Travel in Asia in 2016. In fact, he's now our only three-time guest. He's currently Minor Hotel Group's Director of Conservation Efforts. And Marius is originally from Germany, but has traveled and worked in various Southeast Asian countries for about five years. He's currently the project manager of the Cardamom Tented Camp, a new tented camp in Cambodia. They both join us via Skype today. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. Thank you for having me back. I hadn't realized I was, uh, I was your only three-time guest. Exactly. I, I'll put that on my CV. Yeah, there you go. Nor did we till this morning. But uh, so, John, you are where? I'm in the Golden Triangle at home um, because it's quieter there than in the office. So uh, here to chat with you. And Marius? Yeah, I'm just right now in Vientiane in beautiful Laos just over the weekend. And usually I'm based in Bangkok. Okay, so we've got four people in four very different places in three countries. So great. Thanks for making time. Well, Trevor, why don't you kick it off? Okay. Um, this is a, you know, something that Scott and I know a bit about, having been in the travel industry for a long time. But maybe let's start out for our listeners who don't know a lot about what we're talking about. Uh, could one of us, could one of you just explain to our guests uh, simply, what is a tented camp? Well, um, a tented camp is, uh, by, my, by my definition, and talking about the, the travel industry side of things, it's more than just a, a set of pop-up tents on the ground. Uh, that's, that's a campsite. A tented camp tends to be a, where I've experienced, a, a serviced hotel, often in a remote area, that is under canvas. And there usually is a, a good reason for it to be under canvas, whether it's in Africa because it's a temporary setup and they're moving from place to place, or whether you're in a... Um, in a sensitive environment, which often often the same reason, so you you need to be uh, you need to be very very careful um, and and have zero footprint and be able to move on should it ever get to the point where where that was deemed to be the the best thing to do. Um, so they're usually where I've stayed in them and in some cases run them very very comfortable. They have proper beds. They have they have dining communal dining areas. They have all the things you'd expect from a hotel, but you're you're under canvas and. Uh, and the great advantage of that also is you can hear the night sounds. Very cool. Where did the concept of tented camps for travelers start? Um, my guess is it was from the early explorers when people were moving out. I mean, it, when you had no infrastructure and you were moving through uh, Central Africa or Central Asia, um, your entire, or India or wherever, your, you took everything with you. Um, and where there wasn't going to be accommodation from from one night to the next, um, sometimes I think in even in when during work during the times of administration, I think uh, for in, uh, during administration duties, the Chinese mandarins, the the people who ran the Indian kingdoms would travel from place to place and talk to people. But in times when there wasn't accommodation, they would they would take their own tents and their own retinue and their own staff. <laughs> so I think it's it's a, it's been going for a very very long time, okay. um, and then then it, I tend to associate it for the modern traveller, uh, recreational traveller if you like, with African safaris, and I think that's possibly where it all started. Okay, right. So then uh, that's interesting because it makes sense for in the old days when maybe there weren't so many visitors going to a certain location, not to build a hotel there, but to do kind of like a pop up hotel, if you will. 
Um, so from either of your experience, what goes into deciding what would be a good location for one of these newer, more modern, permanent tented camps? I believe that really depends on the destination you're looking at. Like um, if we see, as, as John already pointed out, like the, the most recent and most uh, famous uh, tented camps are situated in, in Southern and Central Africa. And there's a lot of like attraction to, to the prevailing um, animals and wildlife there. But for Asia, it could be anything, any unique um, destination throughout the country, which has like attractions in terms of um, cultural and uh, history and other heritage which could provide like a decent uh, tented camp location. Hey, um, so where and when did the tented camp concept start here in, in Asia? The earliest ones that I know about, again, away from the colonial and the explorers times of things, uh, the, the earliest one I, I ever came across and mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to, to work in it was um, the Tiger Tops tented camp in Chitwan in Nepal. Um, it may not have been the first, but... Um, even way before they they started Tiger Tops as a as a photographic safari in 1973, and wow. very quickly followed after with a with a tented camp, um, and that was moved around during the years. Um, but that was an extension and a, an addition to to the work they were doing at the at the Tiger Tops. It allowed guests to get away from uh, get get away from even even the the timber buildings. Um, I think their first site was actually only accessible by river, which is something that we, we've borrowed for Cardamom Tented Camp. Um, and I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they, or maybe some of the Indian national parks would have been the first to do it. And very much based on the fact that it worked very well in Africa as, as a game viewing option. And um, why not try it in Africa where there is, sorry, in India or Nepal or in Asia where there is, um, where there is game to see. Marius, do you know different? Um, no, I definitely completely agree. Um, also, now I think uh, India is still like leading really the, the tented uh, tented camp market in Southeast Asia or in Asia in general. Well, I think you touched on an interesting point there, just because you know some people might think, well, why would you build a tented camp when you could just build a hotel, right? So, what are some of the unique features of staying in a tented camp resort? You mentioned wildlife, but how does it expose you to, to wildlife in a, in a better way? Um, acoustics, I think. Um, and that's one of the things I was going to say with, with where you choose to put your tented camp is it needs to be somewhere very quiet. But for me, the big difference between staying in a, in a tent and in a hotel or even a, a lodge is that the, the intimacy you have with the jungle staying in a tent with a canvas wall, um, the fact that you can hear every single noise um, and you, you can, uh, it, it, to me, it's a good thing. You go to sleep and you hear it, you wake up and there's a crack of a twig and you wonder what's walk, lurking outside your um, your tent usually it's security doing something but um, it, just the intimacy with the jungle with the forest with your destination by staying under canvas is, is something that you cannot get inside a building hmm. yeah very cool or be terrified about the sound outside your tent right you're curious I think a lot of people will be terrified well, but yes, but I think it, that's, that's what you're there for sometimes as well. Sure. Um, what, what should travelers consider before they go and stay at a tented camp? Mm, I believe this really depends on the traveler itself. So if you had some experience previously, potentially back for myself, um, I'm, I used to do a lot of camping in, in Europe. So I kind of knew what, what comes to me if I think about a camping um, trip or like a camping holiday. But um, yeah, for each individual traveler, that might be different. So if you're up for like a really close to nature experience and 
uh, overnight in a normal tented camp or more for a glamping style tented camp, which has the level of luxury you demand. That really depends on, on how you probably pick and choose the camp you are going to go to. What do you think, John? I, I'd agree. I think the, the first thing to, to think of is, is, is look, at it because there are ranges of luxury. If, as I said, the vast majority of things that call themselves tented camps will have beds and will have a degree of comfort, but certainly some of them are, are super luxury um, and able to provide all the five or six star standards. In fact, there's now a, a trend that possibly was, was started by the Four Seasons Tented Camp um, here in Asia to, to bring tented camps back out of the real wilderness and build them as permanent constructions, but with having the tent as the and the intimacy with the jungle as the selling point, but still looking to be able to provide everything that you would expect in a in a Four Seasons or as is coming up in Long Prabang or Rosewood. Hmm. Um, so check the, the level of luxury you would like to have and um, also check accessibility because um, unfortunately one of the things that's very difficult to build in in any remote area is is accessibility for people who have who have trouble walking or who are who are worried about something happening uh, something happening during their stay and how evacuation or anything like that um, or or just who may not be comfortable with maybe comfortable with the idea of staying in a tent but but when they see it they may want to may want to move and, and there move out and in remote areas it's often not possible to help them get to a get to a more solid hotel wall so i think probably comes back to your terrifying experience at least uh, at, at least be be aware that if you if you do want to change your mind and go to somewhere more solid the, the, it may not be easy to do right okay yeah that's kind of interesting because uh you know, again, for people who may not be familiar with the concept, um, some people might think it's only for nature enthusiasts. Uh, some people who are familiar only with the, the Four Seasons Tented Camp might think that tented camps are only for wealthy travelers. Um, but it seems to me that there might be a different type of tented camp for different types of travelers, for families or romantic couples or, or wealthy people or nature enthusiasts. Does that sound correct? Yeah, I'd say that's correct. Um, the the one the common denominator is the is the intimacy with your surroundings. Um, I guess to that we should add um, also think about privacy because unfortunately in many places it's it's very difficult to you, there there is a certain reduction in privacy um, if you're in a tented camp. Whereas even if the tents are isolated, the sound insulation or lack of sound insulation works both ways. Hmm. Um, I'm curious to ask both of you this question, Marius. What is your experience with tented camps? In general, you mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Over your professional career. I mean, I used to work in Laos for for a DMC, and um, there I got to know a couple of tented camps in Laos and in general in Thailand as well. I stayed overnight, and um, then I went down to Cambodia to develop Kadaman tented camp. So okay. during during that time, I did quite a lot of research on the market now at the moment in Asia, and also like where it all draws from, like the the main the main operators in South Africa. So yeah, okay. and, and re going back to your the previous question of um, the tented camps are mostly in, in natural areas. Um, I think there's a big trend coming up that uh, tented camps will be more situated on beach destinations as well. But yeah, cer mm. cer certainly, like as, as John pointed out, there's not much not much room to place a tented camp in a really busy um, busy area. Like for example, it works in Luang Prabang because the destination itself is quite quiet. But for destinations mm -hmm. in Thailand, like Phuket and so on, you know, like we'll have definitely um, some problems with noise and also other influences. 
All right, and, and John, you mentioned uh, Tiger Tops, but what, what else is your history in tented camps? Um, that's where it all started. Lucky enough to to help run that camp for for quite a while. Um, I think nineteen. I was in and out, but from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and three. Um, been lucky enough since uh, Minor International uh, acquired a partner in East Africa to have gone and seen some of their operations um, using tented camps as a way to to help protect. Uh, wildlife conservancies, wildlife management um, areas. So, using their, their choice, the 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 conservancies are in in the places where we're operating are are using tourism in order to raise funds in order to to help the communities put areas of land aside for wildlife. Put very 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 simply, um, and the way they chose to do that in the most cases uh, is to build tented camps on on these areas of land so if it ever does revert back to the community or the community changes its mind um, they're not damn it they, they're not damaging the environment they can move out and give the land back to the community if if things don't work out um, so i was lucky enough to see the tented camps in in quite a few of the conservancies we have in wildlife management areas in in kenya and tanzania mm-hmm. um, and and study i'm very very interested in the conservancy and the wildlife management area concepts and where it's working and where it's not working because i think there are ways to to bring those across to asia and um and to to help them to to, to use that model to try and extend extend wildlife habitats a little bit which is i think we'll come onto the cardamom tented camp okay um so that that's mainly that was mainly a study trip but a a great fun study trip because safari and wildlife is something that's very close to my heart so um it it was not one that i um I, i took it with both hands when someone suggested i went um, and then, having decided that the cardamom tent or a tented camp was the way to go, um, in order to help protect this area of land that we had in, or make it self-sustaining, uh, that this area of land that we'd managed to rent in Cambodia, um, working, watching Marius work. Actually, I didn't do any work at all. Marius did all the work, <laughs> but being being very impressed with what he did, um, and now watching it operate and um, and hopefully helping add some. Uh, some bringing some of my experience experiences to bear, although the team that uh, that Marius and uh, Jana found is is fantastic already. Okay. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to going up to the Cardamom Tented Camp sometime to check it out. I, I saw it was in uh, Asia Life. Maybe there was an article about it, and uh, I saw some photos. And so it doesn't look quite luxury. It looks like you were saying uh, it's an opportunity, perhaps for people to get into an area of Cambodia that does have a lot of natural beauty and wildlife. And uh, I believe you work with the National Park or some, some, some animal experts there in Cambodia, so people have an opportunity to experience the wildlife there. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh. Um, John. Marius, you, you, no. you go okay, first. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, basically, we work together with the NGO Wildlife Alliance in Cambodia, as well as with the Ministry of Environment. So... Um, Maybe, maybe John, you you might explain because you have way longer experience in, in the whole collaboration. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I was going to argue that it that the, I was going to argue with the not luxury point. Okay. It's me. It's not. It's certainly not six star, but it doesn't never intended to be six star. And the price point, I think, for for six star wouldn't work in that particular location anyway. But it's it is certainly, I would say, luxury. It's very very comfortable soft beds and um, fantastic uh, fantastic food, fantastic. Um, actually, Thai craft beer. Um, 
and and everything everything you you could possibly need, including a fantastic general manager who's a who's both a wildlife expert and uh, and the grandson of a chocolatier. So uh, the the um, the food is 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 amazing. Um, but as for the protection, yes, we uh, it must be four or five years ago now. Wildlife Alliance, uh, the the foundation in uh, in Cambodia that Marius just mentioned came to us uh, as, as a partner to help them on a, a lease of 18,000 hectares of forest that they'd acquired. Um, and they had the lease, it, was, it's, it is beautiful standing forest, um, and they'd had it for I think two or three years at that point, but one of the conditions of the lease was that they had to be using it for ecotourism, and they recognised that they're, they're very, very skilled conservationists, they're very, very skilled at keeping forest standing, but didn't really want to attempt to do tourism by themselves so they came to us as a tourism operator to say well can you help out and uh, from that time we've we've been working with the, as Maria said Ministry of Environment our military police are now involved um, and Wildlife Alliance and we've been funding rangers to be two ranger stations and two teams of rangers to be patrolling non-stop on the land um, and then at a certain point we we settled on uh, Yana or we, we agreed with Yana uh, Ventures to who already had a tented camp operating up in in one of the temples in uh, in the north or, uh, between Angkor and the and the Thai border, and so had some experience in running tented camps, and we agreed with them. Well, let's let's go for a tented camp because again, we didn't. The idea was to be as low footprint as totally possible, um, not to, to to yes bring tourism onto this beautiful piece of pristine forest, almost because we had to. Um, but let's do it in such a way that it's not doing any, uh, not doing any. We're not doing anything that isn't reversible in case in case things change down the line. Um, so we we worked with with them. We set upon the concept. We set upon what we wanted to see, um, and then we gave two or three lines of instruction to Marius and let him go. And I think he can tell you how he did it. <laughs> how did you do it, Marius? <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for for the. Um the nice words um yeah i remember also that when we when we sat down one of the first times we were still discussing if we should you know like like build down the road through the forest but then we completely neglected that because it would have destroyed like yes yeah, maybe just a 30 meter strip but six kilometers of a 30 meter strip is quite a lot of forest so we we decided to um build this uh, just by supplies brought in from um uh, through, through boat transfers and what I did is um, I went down with some colleagues from Cambodia um, to our um, travel partner, Kiwi Travel in Cambodia. And we set up base camp in a small village close to the site. And from there, we developed everything. We, we um, started hiring uh, local employees and contractors and so on. And that's how it basically unfolded. We really, we really stick really close to the local community in, in the village of Trapping Room. And there's also now our... our Completely, complete human resources who are working now at the camp. They are sixty percent from the village, so the village was from the start involved in the whole process. They work on on the camp, they build up the camp, and now they're they're working there. So they're really proudly presenting Kadamon Tented Camp. And I believe if you come as a guest and visit the camp, you can really feel that this connection. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, I mean. I was excited when I looked at your website that it kind of says expect three-star accommodations, right? Because as we mentioned, a lot of tented camps tend to be ultra-luxury. In a nutshell, what can guests do and expect to experience when they visit your camp? 
Yeah, that's that's what I tried to say before. Like, like in the end, we we are not really like uh, trying to market this as a glamping camp because we we have a certain standard, as John nicely said. We have good mattresses. We have a really good hotel standard for a tented camp, but uh, we would rather focus on the experience. So you you enter the um, the national park of Potem Sakor and um, it's all about the local experience, being close with the local um, local community members, and also following the. And the rangers who are patrolling the the national park and protecting the national park uh, for, against loggers and um, poachers. So it, it's more an experiential experience where where you learn about the influences on the national park, the nature surrounding the tented camp, as well as like the history of the whole area. So it's you will you will once you leave the camp, you will know a lot about the the more wild west of Cambodia and um, the history behind it. Very cool. Yeah, that is cool. All right. So how about uh, one tip or a couple of tips for people who are thinking about going to a tented camp? Is there anything special they need to prepare or pack or do before they come on a holiday to, to a more remote lo remote location? Um, yeah, I, I think I always give the same tips. <laughs> if I've been on three times, I've probably given the same tips. <laughs> um, I, I, having said how intimate you are with the environment, I would always suggest uh, bringing some earplugs just in case it gets too noisy. Mm. Um, and if you are going on any form of nature tourism, bring your own binoculars. I know Cardamom Tented Camp have binoculars they can lend you or anything else, but, but bring binoculars, pack, uh, pack um, dull clothing, khaki clothing, and, and really do as much as you can to become part of the environment but yes the earplugs just in case it becomes too much and you do need some sleep marius any tips yeah bring bring an open mindset and um re really try to to engage with um the people surrounding you there and in, in, in every destination you went actually that's not only fixed attended camps okay great well look you guys I, I love cambodia and i have a little bit of experience in that corner of the country you've gotten me excited to come and visit your property um, there personally sometime soon. So thanks a ton for joining us today and uh, sharing your expertise. No problem. Come see us. I'm actually there next week for um, by, by sheer luck. I have, I have a little thing I have to go and do there. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting back there. I've, I've been visiting that little piece of forest now off and on for five years from starting camping in the ranger huts and now very, very luxurious, I'm still going to say it. Um, accommodation and great to when I have errands to do with the rangers to be able to go and have a nice place to go and stay and, uh, and uh, a cool beer at night. Nice one. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, thanks gentlemen. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hey Scott, uh, that was great having those two guys on. Uh, it's really good to have some insight from uh, people who are there on the ground creating the experiences um, that are surprisingly more diverse than I had expected. Yeah, super interesting. I mean, obviously, John's been on the show three times. Um, I always just admire the, the stuff he does. I really enjoyed kind of the bridging of, you know, environmentalism and responsible development and with tourism and ultimately a business that hopes to turn a profit. So I thought the two of them did a really good job of blending, you know, just travel and lodging with environmentalism. They seem to be on to something really, really neat with that project there. Yeah, I think uh, from, from my experience, and it's kind of nice to hear that it's a little bit more luxury than I had first uh, expected. Um, I guess not quite as much as the, the Four Seasons up in Thailand, but the, it's a really great way to allow visitors an experience into an area that has a lot of really 
um, interesting wildlife and natural, uh, you know, trees and, and like the rivers and stuff like that, that uh, are harder to get to in Cambodia because there isn't that tourism infrastructure yet. So I think this is a really cool project that they, they have going on. Yeah. And I mean, John being with the minor group, I mean, they're a very, very big group with hotels all over the world. So I'm sure they could have gone for like a five-star hotel somewhere or tented camp somewhere, but they've obviously chosen to take on this project for other reasons. And I, I kind of respect that it's like three-star service, they say. When I look at the photos on the website, I'm like, oh, that's a cool and accessible experience. Because, you know, for the average traveler, you can't manage the $1,000 a night. So I think it's really neat. People often say, oh, I want to get off the beaten path. These kind of tented camps are a great way to get off the beaten path. And man, I'm pretty excited about this one. And, and I imagine they're learning a lot that hopefully between Yana and minor group, they can take a lot of what they're going to learn from this and apply it to other uh, properties. Yeah, I, I hope so as well, because I think uh, originally one of the concepts was that uh, the minor group had bought the land just to kind of protect that land, and then they actually needed to develop it, so they put something like this that's sustainable development on it. So if that is indeed the model, then yeah, I hope they do uh, you know, buy up some other land that needs protecting and then pr put something there that allows tourists to experience the wildlife while protecting that wildlife and that, that those natural resources at the same time. That would be great. Yeah, well, all this has done has gotten me wanting to have more time off to go travel and to go experience this place and uh, go to some other ones. Yeah, super, super cool. Yeah, and for those listening who would like to go and check out uh, the Cardamom Tented Camp or Tiger Tops or the Four Rivers Floating Lodge or the other Tented Camps mentioned on the show, you can go to talktravelasia.com to our show notes for episode 81, and we'll have links and photos to all of the, the things that were discussed today. Yeah, so go check out those links because we've uh, got links at the bottom of the page to John Roberts' Twitter feed, to links for the Cardamom Tented Camp, along with a whole lot of other tented camps in Asia that are worth considering when you travel. So Scott Coates from Bangkok saying thank you so much for listening. Trevor from Honolulu saying thank you for listening to episode 81, Tented Camps in Asia, and we'll be back in two weeks with uh, episode 82. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom and Kevin?